What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com, Brighton.tv, Rumble.com slash MG Show. And won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go, one we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. I'm still shaking from that one, Shady Grove. That boom at the end is pretty wild. It is a 920, September 20th, 2023, the year of pain. Donald J. Trump must become president of the United States in 2024, and we need to work to get him in there. Shady Grove, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Welcome to you, sir. Welcome to all the great patriots from around the world joining us here today live on the MG Show. We appreciate all of you, and thank you so much for being here. And thank you for enough to be here is the big point in all of this. Yeah, and you know, uh, we're on Brighton.tv. Thank you for tuning in again for uh, the next live show for the MG Show. We appreciate you, BrightonStore.com. Use that code MG Show to get anything you want on that amazing store, BrightonStore.com, using code MG Show. Also, guys, we're on Red State Talk Radio. Thank you, Red State Talk Radio, for continuing to have us on. I don't even know how many years. Time flies when you're having fun. And also, Rumble, rumble.com slash show is where you hear us as well and see us live all two hours over there. Also, your favorite podcast uh, platform except Spotify. Spotify. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you're over the target all the time, Shady Groove. But, you know, we need you guys healthy. We need Donald Trump uh, 2024. We need you guys at the polls. We need you guys watching the polls. We need you guys talking. We need you guys getting the word out for Donald J. Trump. He is under many indictments. That is election interference. We need everybody to realize that these are BS indictments. And how do you stay healthy to spread the word and get involved? Well, you use Field of Greens. Go to fieldofgreens.com and use code MGSHOW, uh, where you get your five to six servings of vegetables every day. It's real. It's organic. It's a superfood. 
And uh, we love it here at the MG Show. Thank you very much for the support. You will get, you'll reboost your metabolism. Your doctor will say, what do you do? Whatever you're doing, keep it up. And if they don't, it is backed by a money-back guarantee uh, for your uh, better health. Uh, fieldofgreens.com. Use code MGSHOW. And with that, Yeti, let's get let's get going because we got Garland on the stand. We got some things to talk about today. Uh, Yeti, roll that beautiful boom footage. We'll be right back. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Deep discounts at MyPillow.com using that code MGSHOW. MyPillow.com using code MGSHOW will get you a lot of money back on your order. 800-873-0478. Again, 800-873-0478. And thank you guys very much. I'm watching the chat last night. Uh, Shady, get in here. We uh, we had a Twitter space last night. Pretty pretty interesting. Uh, uh, we Demo said they launched the laziest attack with that man, that girl. <laughs> so, uh, what's up with you? It was funny. <laughs> uh, and I did channel my inner uh, Bill Cooper. I do apologize. But, you know, we've been attacked for over five years, uh, and it was actually very fun. And I want to thank Godan for actually hosting that space uh, last night. I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, and, you know, we, we just need to make sure 
that we do that again and go down, you know, we'll, we'll tap you again. And, you know, we want everybody in there. We did announce it on the show yesterday. We weren't sure we were even going to come to it, but we saw it was going on and we, we stopped in it. Anything that says uh, MG show, we'll have Shady and I in it. Otherwise, you guys are free to go do whatever you want to do on Twitter. That, I just want to make sure that, you know, we keep that going. And I want to just give a special shout out to GoDan for hosting that, Shady. I do, too. I really appreciate it. I appreciated the conversation. I appreciated uh, sharing our thoughts on some things and uh, maybe getting a little bit of a pushback against some of the narratives that are out there against us. And I uh, got a lot of uh, matter of fact, I got quite a number of uh, private DMs that were thankful for us coming on and speaking like that, because a lot of people are saying a lot of weird stuff and it. uh seems like nobody wants to talk to us and ask us any questions about what it is they're accusing us of. So it was good to get that out there last night. Yeah, you know, and uh, yesterday I also am being told that I have to live with mommy and I'm living in the basement. And I explained that my mother needs my help right now. She's uh, having problems with her back. She can barely walk. She can't make, make her own food. So uh, we decided to move in together so I can help my mom in her and make her, you know, life happier. Uh, loved and not alone. This is what uh, people do for family. And to be attacked by that is absolutely despicable. But uh, I love my mom. Uh, she had her ablation yesterday on the right side of her back. Um, she uh, was doing well after the procedure. I need to follow up and see how she's doing today. Um, but thank you for your prayers for my mom. And that's why I live in a basement in Florida, even though there's no basements in Florida, because I want to take care of my mom. And if that's bad, I'm guilty, Shady Groove. Well, it's not bad, and it's just something they're trying to use to dig at you, and it's okay because we understand that uh, you know Mama Matrix is very, very important to this show, very important to me personally. I love her like a like a mother, and I uh, wish the best for you guys. And it's amazing to see that you are able to spend time with your mom whenever she in her later years. Yeah, uh, MSM said I'm still banned off X. We'll try to get a new account if you can. Every, there's a lot of people banned there. It is a battlefield mm -hmm. out there. Um, Demos, we love Mama, Mommy Matrix. Thank you, Demos, uh, $17. We also got uh, Ross Pure. Here's a, here's a score to keep the wolves and demons from your door. Thank you very much, Ross Pure. Uh, we appreciate that. Fatal Prater, prayers from Mama Matrix. Uh, Cheyenne, hey, Jeff, I'm right with you, my 80-year-old mom. And I live together also. I'm 54. I'm 55. Uh, and uh, I don't care what others think. God bless you. I don't either. And, you know, that's what people have to understand. Go, Dan. Uh, phew, thank you guys all day. I thought I would make an epic mistake. Uh, appreciate you and all of our MG family. No, you didn't make a mistake at all, Go, Dan. Uh, you had, but, you know, when we're, when Shady and I are in it, you can say MG, okay? Because that's fine. That's, that's all right. But we'll end it when we leave. And you did a fantastic job. That's it. I, I mean, th there's nothing. We're learning. Uh, we love each other. And, you know, the truth does need to get out there. Well, as, as Americans in general, we need to be realizing that the, the amount of pressure that they're getting ready to put on Donald Trump, the amount of uh, tactics that they're getting ready to use it to come at him are going to be something like we've probably never seen before. And so since it's going to be like that, then we all need to really uh, just understand that coming together and being together, being on the same page is very, very important. And uh, a lot of people out there running with a lot of narratives and a lot of things that they think is going on that isn't going on, in my opinion, has caused people to not plug into the conversation. And so I would just like to encourage everyone to do so. Please plug into the conversation. Please uh, pick up a, a, uh, a, an implement or a tool, if you will, in your local region to help other people out that are trying to and this is this is about restoring faith in our system too more so you know it's not about beating democrats 
We, we, we need to restore faith in the system that we have so that we can all move forward in a, in a more transparent way. Amen. You know, that's what it's all about. And, you know, why are all these people raising money and nothing gets done? I mean, we've got to question that at this point. And uh, I think it's a fair question to ask. Uh, and, and, you know, we just want things done. I mean, we want it done now. I mean, we want it done now. I wanted it done yesterday. I wanted it done 10 years ago, even before Q, I wanted our country saved. And uh, so did JD before that. And, uh, you know, we're just sharing what we learn and, and know from you guys and with you guys. And we're learning all together. I want to um, take a step because right now, Attorney Gar uh, excuse me, Attorney General Garland is on the stand <laughs> uh, in front of the Jim Jordan, um, the testimony for Attorney Garland. So he's out there, Rep. Jim Jordan in the House Judiciary Committee chair. Uh, let's play Jim Jordan's opening statement and let's get going on this broadcast because they're still live. But uh, let's catch up because I, I didn't you know, see it this morning and I think we can all watch it together. Here's Jim Jordan, Shady. Bring it. The Congress, three different stories in 33 days. They told this committee on June 7th, David Weiss said, I have ultimate authority to determine when, where, and whether to bring charges. 23 days later, June 30th, he told this committee, actually, I can only bring charges in my U.S. Attorney's District, the District of Delaware. And then to further confuse matters, on July 10th, he told Senator Graham, I have not sought special counsel status. Rather, I've had discussions with the Department of Justice. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss that negotiated a plea deal that the federal district court declined to accept. A plea deal so ridiculous, the judge asked this question, quote, is there any precedence for agreeing not to prosecute crimes that have nothing to do with the charges being diverted? The response from the DOJ lawyer, I'm not aware of any, your honor. A plea deal so ridiculous that the judge also asked, have you ever seen a diversion agreement where the agreement not to prosecute was so broad that it encompasses crimes in a different case. The response from the DOJ lawyer, no, your honor, we haven't. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss that not only had a sweetheart deal rejected, but according to the New York Times, there was an even sweeter deal, an earlier deal, a deal in which Mr. Biden would not have to plead guilty to anything. Four and a half years and all that, and now we get a special counsel. Now we get a special counsel. And who does the attorney general pick? David Weiss, the guy who let all that happen. He could have selected anyone. He could have picked anyone inside government, outside government. He could have picked former attorney generals, former special counsels. But he picks the one guy, the one guy he knows will protect Joe Biden. He picks David Weiss. And here's what the AG said in his August 11th announcement of David Weiss as a special counsel. Quote, I am confident that Mr. Weiss will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner. Urgent manner? Every witness we've talked to, the two FBI whistleblowers that came forward, Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler, the two uh, uh, FBI agents on the case, Mr. Sobosinski, Ms. Holly, they've all said this thing was anything but urgent. The FBI said this was, a, they were frustrated at the pace. Ms. Holly said she was frustrated at the pace. And of course, the IRS agents, they said the investigation was slow walked and even handed. They limited the number of witnesses that could be interviewed. They tipped off the defense counsel about a subpoena. The judge says the plea deal was a joke. And all that's just half the story. 
There's one investigation protecting President Biden. There's another one attacking President Trump. Justice Department's got both sides of the equation covered. Look at the classified documents case. Spring and early summer of last year, the Department of Justice asked President Trump to turn over boxes of documents. He does just that. In the process, President Trump finds 38 additional documents. He tells the Department of Justice, very next day the FBI comes to his home and he turns them over. Then the Department of Justice asked the president to put any boxes he brought from the White House to his home in a storage room and secure it by locking it. He does that as well. Everything they asked him to do, he did. And then what's the Justice Department do? August 8th, last year, they raid President Trump's home. And according to the FBI agent, Stephen D'Antuano, the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office, the search was a complete departure from standard protocol. When we interviewed Mr. D'Antuano, he said first, the Miami field office didn't do the search. Instead, they sent folks from DC. He said there was no US attorney assigned to the case. Instead, it was run by DC, in particular, Jay Bratt, who's now on the special counsel team. He said the FBI didn't get President Trump's counsel's approval before they did the search. And then Mr. D'Antuano told us he had recommended that when the FBI got to Mr. Trump's home, President Trump's home, they contact his counsel, wait for him to get there and do the search together. Of course, the DOJ said no. And then who does, who does the attorney general name as special counsel in that case? Jack Smith, the guy who a few years ago was looking for ways to prosecute Americans, targeted by Lois Lerner and the IRS, looking to prosecute the very victims of the weaponized government, the weaponized IRS. Jack Smith, the guy who prosecuted Governor McDonald only to have the Supreme Court overturn that prosecution in a unanimous decision. That's the guy, that's the guy that the Attorney General of the United States selects as special counsel. And you wonder why four out of five Americans believe there are now two standards of justice in our great country. Mr. Garland, I anticipate a number of questions on these two investigations. Later in the hearing, I expect from Republicans, you will also get questions about the many other concerns the American people have with the department. The school board's memorandum, treating Catholics, the memo that said pro-life Catholics are extremists. The Fifth Circuit decision, great decision on the Department of Justice and other agencies censoring American speech. And of course, the FISA law that's up for reauthorization this year and how that process has been abused and infringed on the rights, privacy rights of the American people. Americans believe that today in our country, there is unequal application of the law. They believe that because there is. Republicans are committee, committed to making that, making that change. With that, I would yield to the gentleman from New York. Okay, so then we yield to the gentleman from New York, and we all know who Nadler is, right? I mean, no Nadler. Um, so uh, pretty interesting, you know, these guys. Um, so uh, let's just listen to a little bit of what the opposition says, because we need to know this stuff. Check it out. Mr. Chairman, at the outset, let me make two comments. One, just about every assertion you made in your opening statement has been completely refuted by witnesses who have testified before this committee. Two, far from being favored, many commentators have noted that people accused of simple gun possession 
while under the influence of a drug, when that a gun was not used in the commission of a crime, are rarely, if ever, prosecuted the way Hunter Biden is being prosecuted. Mr. Chairman, one of this committee's most important duties is conducting oversight of the Department of Justice. We are called upon to ensure that the DOJ uses the enormous amount of power it is granted in a fair, just manner that respects the civil and human rights of all Americans. The Attorney General of the United States oversees issues that affect the lives of each and every American. Violent crime, drug trafficking, attacks on our civil rights, threats to our national security, and environmental crimes all fall under his purview. That is why we regularly request that he or she appear before this committee to speak about the work the department is doing for the welfare of the country. This is how we ensure that the department stays accountable to the American people. But if we're up to the Republicans, Americans would hear nothing about any of these substantive issues today. They would hear nothing about the rise in domestic terrorism and what the Justice Department is doing about it. They would hear nothing about what the department is doing to stop hate crimes and prevent gun violence. They would hear nothing about how the department is disrupting efforts by Russia, China, and others to interfere in our elections. Extreme MAGA Republicans have poisoned our vital oversight work. They've ignored our legitimate oversight responsibilities and used their power to stage one political stunt after another. They have wasted countless taxpayer dollars on baseless investigations into President Biden and his family, desperate to find evidence for an absurd impeachment and desperate to distract from the mounting legal peril facing Donald Trump. They have fought tirelessly to stop efforts to fight malign foreign actors trying to influence and manipulate Americans through social media. They have unconstitutionally interfered in criminal litigation and attempted to bully state and local law enforcement officers. They have publicized the names of witnesses who did not further their political goals, leading to threats of death and physical violence against those witnesses and their families. They have cost any number of private institutions and companies millions of dollars in legal fees as they struggle to respond to ridiculous and overbroad requests for information and transcribed interviews. They have issued subpoenas for show without making meaningful attempts to get the information they seek by consent. They have levied low, baseless personal attacks on any prosecutor to bring charges against Donald Trump or January 6th rioters. They have attempted to discredit investigators who are not hard enough on Donald Trump's political opponents. They have supported those involved in the deadly attack on our Capitol on January 6th in an attempt to overthrow a lawful election. They have justified conduct that we all know to be wildly illegal, like the theft of classified materials and incitement to violence. And through it all, rather than try to, uni to unite the country or solve the problems that affect us all, they have sought to exploit our divisions for cynical, personal, political gain. That is their goal, division. They want to divide this country and make our government appear like it's broken, because that is when their broken political party thrives. So today, I implore the public to see through the sham. I have no doubt that you will hear a deluge of conspiracy theories and baseless accusations. They will quote freely from so-called whistleblowers who have been broadly discredited or contradicted. They will viciously attack federal law enforcement. They will tell you that all 91 criminal charges against Donald Trump are part of a conspiracy, despite overwhelming evidence of each of Donald Trump's crimes. And they will attack special counsel Weiss 
was appointed, let us not forget, by Donald Trump, for not being hard enough on Hunter Biden. Republicans will continue doing what they've done for years, discrediting anyone who does not serve their political goals at any cost. And the shame of it is that in this hearing room, like on the House floor, where we are barreling towards a government shutdown while my Republican colleagues call each other names, we could be working together to put people over politics and to solve any number of problems affecting the American people. More than 30,000 Americans have died from gun violence so far this year alone. Guns have become the leading cause of death for children aged 1 to 17, surpassing car accidents. Domestic violent extremism and white nationalism are on the rise. We are seeing active clubs and other white supremacist groups pop up around the country. Anti-Semitism is at an all-time high. Malign foreign actors like Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea are attempting to influence our elections. Political rhetoric is causing threats against law enforcement officials to skyrocket. Our immigration court system is in desperate need of reform. Our election workers receive death threats from conspiracy theory-driven extremists. Fentanyl is filling our streets and poisoning our children at historic rates. This list goes on and on, and we, the people in this room, are in a position to do something about it. In fact, it is our duty to do something about it, consistent with the oath we took when we were sworn in as members of Congress. We could work with the Department of Justice and Attorney General Garland to address any number of real substantive problems facing the American people. Instead, House Republicans will use their time today to talk about long discredited conspiracy theories and Hunter Biden's laptop. They will do it because they care more about Donald Trump than they do about their own constituents. I hope my colleagues will see reason and at least attempt, at least attempt to work with the Attorney General in good faith. Sadly, on the other side of the aisle, reason and good faith seem to be in short supply. In any event, Mr. I can't stand much more of that. That, <laughs> that guy, woof. So define projection. We do care about Hunter Biden and his business deals and the bank records that we have. We have all the proof. It's nothing has been discredited. Nothing is, is, has, has been debunked. These people, it, it, nothing's done. The violence on January 6th was set up by people that we have been talking about for the last couple of weeks, guys. The FISA on Donald J. Trump has been set up by the people we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks on this show, guys. And that's my questions. And I'm pretty much coming to conclusions, but I don't, I'm not going to say who it is. You guys know. This is a plan to make sure that Donald Trump will not run in 2024. They want him gone. They're trying everything, Shady. The 14th Amendment. They're trying the J6 case. They're trying all of that. Um, they want him to stop. Why, Shady Grove? Just, you know, because he knows. He knows, Shady. They want him to stop. They absolutely want him to stop. And the, the projection going on there with Nadler was very good for you to see. And we're, you know, we, we show these things because we want you to see what is actually being said instead of just see everybody that's on your own side saying the stuff so that you can understand the projection that's actually being levied against you. Government by default is broken, everybody. Like the idea, the, the, the sheer idea of a government, that idea is broken. That is the reason for the Constitution. The Constitution was put in place so that it restricted 
the abilities of government so that it empowered the abilities of we the people. And that has been turned on its head. And you can see that it's been turned on its head. And you can see that there's two tiers of justice simply because of this case with Hunter Biden. And that's why it's such a big deal for the Republicans to be talking about what's going on, because it paints the perfect picture that there is a protected class of citizens in America, the elite political class. Well said. And so now you've got Jim Jordan's opening statement, the Penguin, Poopy Pants, Nadler's <laughs> opening statement, and let's hear what Garland, what kind of load of crap he has to bring. Let's check it out. It'll be a load. The Justice Department was founded. It has been tasked with confronting some of the most challenging issues before the country. Today, we are handling matters of significant public interest that carry great consequences for our democracy. A lot has been said about the Justice Department, about who we are and what we are doing, about what our job is and what it is not, and about why we do this work. I want to provide some clarity. First, who we are. The Justice Department is made up of more than 115,000 men and women who work in every state and communities across the country and around the globe. They are FBI, DEA, ATF agents, and United States Marshals who risk their lives to serve their communities. They are prosecutors and staff who work tirelessly to enforce our laws. The overwhelming majority are career public servants, meaning that they were not appointed by the president of any party. Second, I want to provide clarity about what the job of the Justice Department but is. But funded by Soros. Oh, sorry. Our job is to help keep our country safe. That includes working closely with local police departments and communities across the country to combat violent crime. In fact, today we are announcing the results of a recent U.S. Marshals operation conducted with state and local law enforcement. That operation targeted violent fugitives and resulted in 4,400 arrests across 20 cities in just three months. Our work also includes combating the drug cartels that are poisoning Americans. Last Friday, we extradited Ovidio Guzman Lopez, a leader of the Sinaloa cartel from Mexico to the United States. He is a son of El Chapo and one of more than a dozen cartel members we have indicted and extradited to the United States. Our job includes seeking justice for the survivors of child exploitation, human smuggling, and sex trafficking. And it includes protecting democratic institutions like this one by holding accountable all those criminally responsible for the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Our job is also to protect civil rights. That includes protecting our freedoms as Americans to worship and think as we please, and to peacefully express our opinions, our beliefs, and our ideas. It includes protecting the right of every eligible citizen to vote and to have that vote counted. It includes combating discrimination, defending reproductive rights under law, and deterring and prosecuting attacks such as hate crimes. And our job, is to uphold the rule of law. That means we apply the same laws to everyone. There is not one set of laws for the powerful and another for the powerless, 
one for the rich and another for the poor, one for Democrats and another for Republicans, or different rules depending upon one's race or ethnicity or religion. Our job is to pursue justice without fear or favor. Our job is not to do what is politically convenient. Our job is not to take orders from the president, from Congress, or from anyone else about who or what to criminally investigate. As the president himself has said, and I reaffirm today, I am not the president's lawyer. I will add, I am not Congress's prosecutor. Tech. The Justice Department works for the American people. Our job is to follow the facts and the law. That is what we do. All of us recognize that with this work comes public scrutiny, criticism, and legitimate oversight. These are appropriate and important given the matters and the gravity of the matters that are before the department. But singling out individual career public servants who are just doing their jobs is dangerous, particularly at a time of increased threats to the safety of public servants and their families. We will not be intimidated. We will do our jobs free from outside influence, and we will not back down. Wow. All right, so let's go to uh, the next one as well. There's a couple of minutes left. We will not back down, he says. That is what we do. All of us recognize that with this work comes public scrutiny, criticism, and legitimate oversight. These are appropriate and important given the matters and the gravity of the matters that are before the department. But singling out individual career public servants who are just doing their jobs is dangerous particularly at a time of increased threats to this where did we hear just doing my job before hmm. safety of public servants and their families we will not be intimidated we will do our jobs free from outside influence and we will not back down from defending our democracy third i want to explain we're why republic. we approach our job in this way Justice Department was founded in the wake of the Civil War and in the midst of Reconstruction with the first principal task of bringing to justice white supremacists and others who terrorized black Americans to prevent them from exercising their civil rights. The Justice Department's job then and now is to fulfill the promise that it is at the foundation of our democracy. The law will treat each of us republic. Alike. That promise is also why I am here. My family fled religious persecution in Eastern Europe at the start of the 20th century. My grandmother was one of five children, born in what is now Belarus, made it to the United States, as did two of her siblings. The other two did not. Those two were killed in the Holocaust. In fair, Little doubt that but for America, the same thing would have happened to my grandmother. But this country took her in and under the protection of our laws. She was. Shady. <sighs> I'm breaking down too, but I'm breaking down in a completely different way. Here he comes. Uh, the virtual. Huh? 
That is what we do. The virtue signaling, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Talk, uh, here we go. All of us recognize that with this work comes public scrutiny, criticism, and legitimate oversight. These are appropriate and important given the matters and the gravity of the matters that are before the department. But singling out individual career public servants who are just doing their jobs is dangerous, particularly at a time of increased threats to the safety. I think we listened to that already. I'm sorry about that, guys. And then he starts mm. crying. <laughs> so a couple of things very interesting there the, the 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 nice attorney general there told us that uh there's not not two tiers of justice okay that that's really good i want to throw out this little tidbit that a lot of people missed whenever we were talking about you know the uh, ray epps thing that's going on we had ray epps that has just uh been charged and everybody was all like oh look they've charged ray epps and and love that there isn't two tiers of justice they have Today, September 20th, yesterday, he Ray Epps was charged. Today, Ray Epps is in a plea hearing. Okay? Now, I'm going to say that again. Yesterday, Ray Epps was charged by the federal government. Okay? They levied a charge against him. And today, they have scheduled a plea deal hearing for Ray Epps. That's literally less than a 24-hour turnaround period. Anybody else that has been indicted or charged by the federal government has been in the meat grinder for like two and a half years, everyone. Their families ruined, their lives destroyed, their uh, jobs gone, people uh, ostracizing them in their communities, acting like they're an insurrectionist. All this stuff has happened to them over the last two and a half years as the media has been running all these stories on these people that were arrested on January 6th. But Ray Epps is under equal law he is getting a plea offer the day after he is charged. How on this earth does that occur if there is not two tiers of justice in America? I ask you. <sighs> Good question, FBI. <clears throat> what? <clears throat> so basically what you have is you've got, you know, the FBI, the DOJ, Five Eyes did January 6th with certain actors work running cover for them and running the operation. I think that's also what we got that here. They, Nothing to do with it. Let's pin it on Trump. Yeah, say it again. All to pin it on Trump. Trying to pin it on Trump somehow. And Trump had nothing to do with it. I think we've laid that out pretty clearly in the last few shows, Shady Groove. We absolutely have. And I'd like to tell our audience that we've been going through the depositions and all the testimony and all the people that have been speaking about uh, talking about it. And not one of them, none of them, have made any sort of indication whatsoever that they were told to do anything on January 6th by Donald Trump. As a matter of fact, most of them, are, uh, Rhodes and Enrique and a couple of others, have said there was no uh, communication with Donald Trump. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Boom. All right. So here we go. This is Jordan grilling Garland. Let's check it out in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary that was your response attorney general to senator grassley's question on march 1st 2023 you just referenced it when mr bishop was questioning you only problem Oops. is he'd already been turned down by the u.s attorney in the district of columbia mr graves oh so he didn't have full authority did he sorry 
I had an extended conversation with uh, Senator Grassley at the time. We briefly touched on the Section 515 question and how that process went. Um, I've never been suggested. Simple. My point's real simple, Mr. Garland. You said he had complete authority, but he'd already been turned down. He can't wanted to be. bring an action in the District of Columbia, and the U.S. Attorney there said, no, you can't. And then you go tell the United States Senate under oath that he has complete authority. I'm going to say again that uh, no one had the authority to turn him down. They could refuse uh, to partner with him. They could you not. You can use whatever you, you, language. They, refuse to partner is turning down. Well, it's not the same under a well-known Justice Department practice. Here's why the statute of limitations question is important that Mr. Bishop was getting at just a few minutes ago. Here's why it's important. You let the statute of limitations lapse for 2014, 2015. Those were the years with the felony tax charges where Hunter Biden was getting uh, income from Burisma. Here are four facts that I think are so important. Hunter Biden was put on the board of Burisma, made a lot of money, got paid a lot of money over those years, a couple million bucks. He wasn't qualified. Fact number two, he wasn't qualified to be on the board of Burisma. Not my words, his words. He said he got on the board because of his last name. The brand, as Devin Archer said, when he was under oath and we deposed him. Fact number three, Burisma executives told Hunter Biden, we're under pressure, we need help. Fact number four, Joe Biden goes to Ukraine, leverages our tax money, American people's tax money, to get the prosecutor fired who was applying the pressure. Interestingly enough, that fact is entirely consistent with what the confidential human source told the FBI, and they recorded in the 1023 form. The same form Mr. Ray didn't want to let this committee and the Congress see. That all happened. That all happened. And what I'm wondering is why you guys let the statute of limitations lapse for those tax years that dealt with Burisma income. There's one more fact that's important, and that is that this investigation was being conducted by Mr. Weiss, an appointee of President Trump. You will, at the appropriate time, have the opportunity to ask Mr. Weiss that question, and he will no doubt address it in the public report that will be transmitted to the Congress. I don't know the answer to did those questions. Did they forget? Did the lawyers just like let it, did they just like, oh, darn, we let it, did they, were they careless? I expect that won't be what he says, but uh, because I promise- You promised, know that's not the case, because as Mr. Bishop pointed out, they had a tolling agreement. They had, they talked to Hunter Biden's defense counsel and say, let's extend the statute of limitations. And then at some point they made an intentional decision to say, we're going to let the statute of limitations lapse. And I want to know who decided that and why they did it. Mr. Weiss was a supervisor of the investigation at that time and at all times. He made the necessary appropriate decisions and you'll be able to ask him that question and he will. You know why they did it. Everyone knows why they did it. May not say it, but everyone knows why they did it. They did the Burisma, those tax years, that's that, that dealt with the, pre, that involved the president. It's one thing to have a gun charge in Delaware. That doesn't involve the president of the United States. But Burisma, oh my, that goes right to the White House. We can't have that. And we can slow walk this thing along. We can even extend the statute of limitations and then we can intentionally let it lapse. And we know this investigation was slow. Here's what everyone said. Shapley said, DOJ slow walked the investigation. Ziegler, Slow walking and the approvals of everything. This happened at the Delaware's attorney's office and DOJ tax level. Mr. Sobosinski, the FBI agent said, I would have liked to th see things move faster. Ms. Holly said the same. Every witness we've talked to said this thing was slow walked and we know why. It was slow walked it long enough to let the statute of limitations run so they wouldn't have to get into Burisma. Tell me where I'm wrong. 
Will the gentleman yield? No, I'm asking the, the, Mr. Garland the question. I think I've tried to make clear that I don't know the specifics of the investigation. Much of what you are describing occurred we all do. Uh, during the Trump administration, during a uh, Justice Department appointed by President Trump. No, it didn't. This is four and a half years of this investigation. We're talking about the last few years. Your statement was just this year, March 1st, to, to Senator Grassley. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was trying to respond to your descriptions of what the uh, IRS um, um, uh, agents said about certain statute things. Statute limitations is six years. That lapsed. That lapsed here in, in the in the Biden administration. On the, on the statute limitations, I um, will say again that the explanation for why the statute of limitation was lapsed, if it was, has to come from Mr. Weiss. My time is this. Let me ask one la one last question, real quick here. Uh, who decided that David Weiss would stay on as U.S. attorney? Uh, this had occurred at, before I came. Mr. Weiss had been uh, kept on. I promised the... Uh, no, I didn't say you can walk all through that. I said, who decided? The White House decided. Mr. Weiss, right? They serve at the pleasure of the uh, president, right? Mr. Weiss was... Joe Biden White decided to keep David Weiss as U.S. Attorney. Uh, you weren't sworn in until March. He was... He was... He was... He was, just, he, he was told he was going to stay on in February. Expired. Pretty fundamental question. Who decided David Weiss was going to stay as U.S. Attorney in Delaware? Mr. Mr. Weiss, your time has expired. Chairman, your time has expired. I'm waiting for an answer now, and I'll yield. Well, you asked the question after your time has expired already. Point of order. Gentleman can respond, then I'll go to Ms. Jackson Lee. Mr. Weiss was the um, special uh, uh, U.S. Attorney from the District of Delaware when I came on. He had been appointed by President Trump. I promised that he would be permitted to stay on for this investigation, and that is what happened. Gentlemen from Texas, the rest of the chairman. Gentleman from uh, New York, Mr. Chairman, I believe you misquoted uh, from the transcript of the Senate and of the Senate hearing. I therefore ask unanimous consent to enter into the record the entire transcript of the Senate hearing. With without. Very, very interesting there. Uh, they don't want the truth to come out. You know, how come we've all known about Burisma and then they got the bank account? How come we all know about it, but this guy doesn't? And he's the DOJ, Shady? It all, it's all a matter of what they're willing to look at. You know, it's, it's like the same thing that with all these other things, you know, the, uh, for instance, with Ray Epps, we all saw that Ray Epps was out there inciting a riot, but everybody else sees that he's just doing some sort of little misdemeanor tinkering. And we also saw Ray Epps talking to one of the Proud Boys at the bike rack. Mm -hmm. And he was right there so when Garland, the line was pushed. Yeah. So Garland's office is still talking to social media? ...in China, to the uh, labs in Mexico, to the cartels that are bringing the uh, drugs into the United States, to their networks in the United States, uh, to the streets of America. And we will continue to do that uh, with every resource that Congress gives us. Uh, human smuggling um, and sex trafficking are obviously abhorrent. The Justice Department has task forces on both of these subjects and have brought many, many cases on these subjects. Uh, the idea of putting um, sexually explicit yeah. material about children um, on the web is another area that we are continuing to investigate and to prosecute and to um, ask the social media to take down uh, from their sites. Ask social media to take down from their mm -hmm. sites. They're still controlling yeah. social media. Yep, they absolutely are. And they're still using their lawyers that they have in these positions inside of Facebook and inside of Twitter and uh, the uh, Instagram and the other ones to go after people and to stop information from moving around. Very, very simple. It's, it's that simple. 
Uh, and they are in recess live, so we're just doing some catching up. Uh, we got Matt Gates. Uh, let's listen to Matt Gates uh, questioning A.G. Garland. Check it out. Subjects and oh, and by the way, real quick, we'll be leaving Brighton.tv during this clip. Brighton.tv, thank you very much for joining the MG show once again. Brightonstore.tv, uh, yeah, Brightonstore.com is where you want to go. Brighton.tv is where you want to go. Follow the show for the first hour over there. We appreciate you guys very much. And we're going to continue with the second hour on rumble.com slash MG show and Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio. Uh, you know, just say to your spy device, tune in to Red State Talk Radio and you'll hear us on the go or you got our podcast as well. So thank you, Brighton.tv. We love you very much. Shady, we're going to continue here with a, uh, Matt Gates and Garland. Check it out. brought many, many cases on these subjects. Uh, the idea of putting um, sexually explicit yep. material about children um, on the web is another area that we are continuing to investigate and to prosecute and to um, ask the social media to take down uh, from their sites. Gentlelady's time has expired. The gentleman floor is recognized for five minutes. I guess I'm just wondering, Mr. Attorney General, has anyone at the department told President Biden to knock it off with Hunter? I mean, you guys are charging Hunter Biden on some crimes, investigating him on, on others. You've got the president bringing Hunter Biden around to state dinners. Has anyone told him to knock it off? Our job in the Justice Department is to pursue our cases without reference uh, to what's happening in the outside world. But just yes or no? Have you and done that? That is what we do. So it's a no? No one that I know of has spoken to the White House about the Hunter Biden case. I'm wondering of course then. Not. Okay, I got it. I got it. So Hunter Biden is selling art to pay for his $15,000 a month rent in Malibu. How can you guarantee that the people buying that art aren't doing so to gain favor with the president? Job of the Justice Department is to investigate criminal allegations. We have information. Are you investigating this? I mean, someone who bought Hunter Biden's art ended up with a prestigious appointment to a federal position. Doesn't it look weird that he's making, he's become this immediate success in the art world as his dad is president of the United States? Isn't that odd? I'm not going to comment about any specific... Not going to comment, not going to investigate. So right. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then-Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped doing that? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer told us that Hunter sold the appearance of access to then-Vice President Biden. Are you confident he has stopped? I'm going to say again that all these matters are within the purview of Mr. Weiss. I have not interfered with them, and yeah, I do if not. If you were confident that he had stopped, you could. And I do not intend to interfere with it. I want to. So it was a lot of Chinese money that was working its way through these shell companies into the accounts of the Biden family. So the China initiative was set up during the Trump administration at the Department of Justice to go after the malign influence of, of the Chinese Communist Party, and the Biden Justice Department dissolved the China initiative. So I guess I'm wondering, does the department have any documents uh, that would detail the basis for why you got rid of the China initiative that President Trump had set? Assistant Attorney General for the National Security Division gave a long speech which explained that. He has testified before Congress several times. We'd be happy to provide you with- What's the, the basis? Just tell us all now. What, why, why was the China initiative dissolved? 
what, uh, the, what the Assistant Attorney General said was that we face attacks from four nation states, North Korea, China, Russia, and Iran, and that we need to focus our attention on the broad range of these attacks. Sometimes we but, don't but, but know. Wait a second. You don't, are you saying that North Korea has the same malign influence risk to the United States as the Chinese Communist Party? Are you, are you trying to represent there's some parity there? Because, because here's what it looks like. It looks like the Chinese gave all this money to the Bidens, and then you guys came in and got rid of the China initiative, and it was successful. Like, I, I saw one rationale that you guys got rid of the China initiative because it was racial profiling. But, but one of the people you convicted was a guy named Charles Lieber, who was a Harvard professor taking $50,000 a month to do China's bidding and give them whatever research was being done. Are, are you aware of the millions of dollars that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies from Chinese Communist Party entities into Biden family bank accounts? Are you aware of that? There were a lot of questions that you just asked. Let me start with the first one about North Korea. North Korea is a dangerous actor, both kinetically and with respect to cyber. But not on par with China. I'm on I'm the not, armed services I'm not in the business Attorney right General. now. It's, okay, it's, it uh, makes you look unserious to suggest may that. May I answer your question or not? Answer the question about whether or not you know about all the millions of dollars that so moved you don't want me to answer into. about North Korea. I already know the answer, and so does everyone. They're not the same risk as China. So let's get on to serious questions and serious answers. Do you know about the money that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies, yes or no? As I have said repeatedly, I have left ma these matters to Mr. Weiss. I've not intruded, I've not interfered, I've not to tried things. to find out it's what like he knows. It's like you're looking the other way on purpose it's because everybody knows this stuff's happening. And you know what, people don't pay bribes to not get something in return. Right. We, the, the China initiative resulted in the convictions of a Harvard professor, of someone at Monsanto. So we were working against the Chinese. They paid the Bidens. And now we're, now you're sitting here telling me that North I'm, Korea is the big threat. I'm I got to get to this one thing on January. Well, 6th. I, I, so did the FBI, did the FBI lose count of the number of paid informants on January 6th? Let me you, answer your question about China. I China want you to answer this question. Most... I only get five minutes. You've already you, sort of, I think, screwed the pooch on China. So January 6th, did you lose count of the number of federal assets? Did you lose count and order an audit? Gentlemen's time has expired. I, I get an answer to the question of did, he, did they lose count? No, let him answer the question. The time has expired. The, the Attorney General can respond. China is the most aggressive, most dangerous Mr. adversary Mr. that General, the United States <laughs> faces. And we are doing everything within our power to rebut that, to stop that to prevent their invasions, both kinetic, both um, and through cyberspace. And we will continue If, you, if to someone that. gave that answer in your courtroom when you were a judge, you would tell them they were being non-responsive and you would direct them to answer the question. Point of order, Your Honor. Time is uh, entering the witness. Point of order, Time has expired. I, I got it. I just, I was, I was, I was, I was. I was you like, Your Honor, you want to stick with that? Yeah, I, I was getting okay. laughed at you call me Your Honor. I Point of order either way. Okay, I understand that too. All right. The gentleman asked his question before his time expired. The attorney general did not respond to the gentleman's question. I was hoping he would respond to the question about the confidential human sources on January 6th. He didn't respond to that. I'm sure we're going to get, uh, we're uh, going to uh, get an answer uh, to that uh, later. Of course, now, Mr. Chairman, there, now were, there were the questions before that that he was not given a chance to answer. Understand, so but I, the witness might have thought. But the witness doesn't, Mr. Chairman, point of order. The witness does not control the time. Hang on. Hang on. Exactly right. Members control the time. If they want to switch their question and focus on one more question that they'd like an answer to, I want to give the witness a chance to respond to that final question that Mr. Gates asked. He didn't respond to it. Someone else is going to ask it, I'm sure. We now recognize the gentleman. <laughs> wow. 
it was a great question that that question um you know and it was interesting how he led up to him led up to it shady groove very interesting yes it was and it's just interesting to watch them squirm it's interesting to watch them pretend like north korea is the same type of threat as uh china is yeah and you know we've got let's see it looks like they're in recess right now let me just double check yep they're in recess right now uh, it doesn't say when they're going to come in uh back in let me just go back to see if there's any more highlights that are worth uh, watching here real quick uh this let's one right a, here let's take a five minute break worth, oh let's take a oh my gosh where's 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 hang on let me get the i can't believe what time it is time flies when you're Hi. having fun we will be right back guys take a five minute break get some cafe face some popcorn we will continue with our coverage of garland testifying before the house judiciary committee shady take it away stay tuned for hour number two of the matrix groove show live on red state talk radio coming right up after these words in the matrix with three x's.com The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There's no such thing as a bad investment. There's only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG's show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from 
my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. Remember this, nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. Following your convictions means you must be willing to face criticism from those who lack the same courage to do what is right. And they know what is right, but they don't have the courage or the guts or the stamina to take it and to do it. It's called The Road Less Traveled. What imprint will you leave in the sands of history? What will future Americans say we did in our brief time right here on earth take the children and yourself and hide out in the cellar by now the fighting will be close at hand don't believe the church and state and everything they tell you My administration is 100% committed to eradicating human trafficking from the earth. This form of modern day slavery here in the United States and all around the world. We are dismantling the criminal organizations that make large scale human trafficking possible. We will not rest until we've stopped every last human trafficker and liberated every last survivor. Just inside the doorway Use it only in emergency 
Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. There is nothing the political establishment will not do, no lie that they won't tell, to hold their prestige and power at your expense. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Whether we are black or brown or white, we all bleed the same red blood of patriots. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable. There should be no fear. We are protected. And we will be protected by God. Did we challenge accepted wisdom and take on established systems? I think I did, but we all did. And we're all doing it. Or did we just go along with convention, swim downstream so easily with the current, and just give in because it was the easy way, it was the traditional way, or it was the accepted way. I know that each of you will be a warrior for the truth, will be a warrior for our country and for your family. And as long as America remains true to its values, loyal to its citizens, and devoted to its creator, then our best days are yet to come. I can promise you that. Wow. Text Trump to 88022 and go to real uh, donaldjtrump.com. Uh, that's an amazing uh, video, guys, and I loved it. I just uh, had to go find that. But, you know, that basically shows you what Donald J. Trump stands for and what you stand for and what we stand for. And that this is why we need to make sure and stop the games on Twitter and support 100% Donald J. Trump. Shady. Absolutely what we need to do and absolutely what you guys are doing out there. We really greatly appreciate it. The interesting thing about the truth is it's not just a static feature. The truth is a pursuit. It's inside you. You're looking for the truth. There are millions and millions and millions of human beings on planet Earth that are not looking for the truth. 
Why are you looking for it? Why are you in need of pursuing it? That is the question you should be asking yourself because that need within you is the reason that we are all here. Every single one of us are here because we have that inside of us and we want the truth and we understand that with the truth, the government can be kept in its position, kept in its place, kept in check. Without the truth, the government goes absolutely haywire. And that's what you're seeing here today. That's what you're seeing. You're seeing the kings and queens of old attacking America and attacking the truth and attacking you because you feel the need to pursue it. So that is a very, very noble path that you are on, that we are all on. And I uh, greatly appreciate each of you for taking the shield or taking the arrows and spears for doing it. Amen. Amen to that. You know, I want, I want to, I just found this, uh, by the way. Uh, this is very interesting, Shady, because let me just double check here. Let me see. Oh, there I am. Okay. So remember the, in the movie, they showed this. Uh, this is me right here. Okay. I want to, and he's playing Phantom of the Opera. I want to show you that he's not at the table for Donald Trump. Roger. He said, oh, yes, Roger. He was ignoring him. How could I not see you? Not see you. Uh, and I'm in the background eating din uh, dinner over there. Beautiful Melania's there. Pretty interesting, huh? Yes. Boom. Yeah. That's not sitting with Trump. That, yeah, not sitting with Trump. And uh, he had to step in like I would or you would to say, hi, President Trump. Very interesting. Yeah. And yes, he's trying to walk away. Yeah. And yep. I have a picture of me and Roger as well. Uh, I, I was there that night. They were filming that for the movie. Interesting. The, the, the AI generated movie that that's the one you're talking about. They were filming right. the AI generated movie on location, right? I'm in the matrix. <laughs> gotcha. I didn't know that about you in the matrix. Um, yeah, it's interesting. guys. Uh, so, you know, the more, you know, guys, the more, you know, stone cold shady groove. Um, so we got a lot happening. Let me just double check to see if they're, back yet live they're not back yet live uh so let's go and see if there's any other things here that might be of interest this one right here oh yeah i was gonna play this one uh looks like some booms here shady groove you ready yes sir let's bring them let's go california is recognized uh thank you mr chairman uh, mr attorney general looking again at the appointment of, of jack smith and, and david weiss th this double standard of, of justice couldn't be more glaring Jack Smith was deeply involved in the IRS scandal that targeted conservative uh, political groups to harass. Uh, his malicious prosecution of former Governor uh, McDonnell was unanimously overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. Chief Justice uh, Roberts rebuked Smith directly for attempting to, to criminalize political activity. You appointed him to prosecute Joe Biden's chief rival for the presidency. And then we have the appointment of David Weiss. Weiss deliberately allowed the statute of limitations to run out on any charges that could have implicated Joe Biden in influence peddling. Uh, he originally offered Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal that was ultimately upended by the court. And he's the one you appointed to pursue the charges that could implicate Joe Biden. 
that leads me to only two explanations, either corruption or incompetence. So wh which is it? Those are the kind of questions that judges would rule out of order. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you would. <laughs> which is Look, it? Um, I, I said uh, before, and I will say again, Mr. Weiss was the Republican-appointed United States attorney appointed by oh, but, but President this, Trump. This, do, you at least, do you at least see the obvious uh, double standard uh, applied in these two appointments? Mr. Weiss was a Republican appointee. Mr. W Mr. Um, Smith is uh, not um, registered to either party. His entire career was as a career prosecutor. Are. I'm not what asking what their party registrations like are. I'm asking about their records and how those records would commend them to the appointments that you made. This is a question of judgment and it's a question of motive. What was motivating you to do this? Mr. Smith had a nationwide reputation for integrity uh, and for uh, oh, please, appropriate prosecution. <laughs> His work can be measured by what he actually has filed. Everyone in the country can see the indictment. How can you say that Those... after he was so heavily implicated in the IRS scandal or, or the rebuke that the Supreme Court gave and many other examples? But let me go on. We've had two uh, uh, IRS whistleblowers inform Congress of attempts by, by senior Justice Department officials to obstruct a criminal investigation into millions of dollars of ill-gotten and undeclared income to Hunter Biden. They noted several deviations by department officials from normal process that provided preferential treatment, in this case, to Hunter Biden, a direct quote, including allowing the statute of limitations to lapse, requesting IRS and FBI management level investigative communications, prohibiting investigators from referring to the big guy or dad in witness interviews, excluding the investigative team from meetings with defense counsel, and notifying defense counsel of, of pending search warrants. U.S. Attorney's Office even tipped off the Bidens of an impending search of a storage unit where their records were being kept. Now, that sounds an awful lot like obstruction of justice to me. Was that coming from you or from somebody else? I'm sorry, I don't under, was that coming from you? I don't, I don't understand the question. Uh, all of the actions that your employees took to obstruct the uh, investigation of Hunter Biden and the tax earnings that he uh, made and the taxes he failed to declare their source and ultimately who they were paid to. I'm, I'm going to say again with respect to the Hunter Biden investigation that it has been and still is in the hands of Mr. Weiss, an appointee of President Trump. I don't know about all of these allegations. Some of them appear to have been from the period when um, the attorney general appointed by President Trump was still the attorney do, general. Do, do these, do these uh, charges trouble you at all? Mr. Weiss will have an opportunity to explain the decision. Well, you're the guy in charge. Does this trouble you? I have intentionally not involved myself in the facts of the case, not because I'm trying to get out of responsibility, but because I'm trying to pursue my responsibility. Your, your uh, FBI director testified before this committee of an uptick in, quote, known or suspected terrorists coming across the southern border. And he told us that the southern border represents a massive security threat. Those were his words, a massive security threat. You agree? I'm, I'm, I am perfectly happy to align myself with the director of the FBI. 
Well, why is it then that we uh, senior administration rescind the Trump era uh, orders that had secured that border? We've seen an exponential increase in suspected terrorists. Time of the gentleman has expired. The witness can respond. He chooses. This is a, the answer to this question about um, 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 uh, immigration mm. law is an extremely long answer. I would defer to the Department of Homeland Security, which is responsible for the physical security and about first contact at the border. With well, we've tried to get answers from him. He doesn't give them to us, so we're, we're hoping you would. Uh, I understand, Mr. Uh, Attorney General, you've requested a short break, so we'll, we'll take a short break and resume in five minutes. Okay, sorry. Wow. <clears throat> Talk about panic in D.C. right there with that qu line of questioning, Shady Groove. I'm pur pursuing my, 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 my... He is the boss, Shady Groove. Wow. He wouldn't even say whether or not he's disappointed in the work or any type of opinion about what he is seeing happen. And also, he's pretending like he can't understand the gentleman that is asking him the question. Like, he's acting like, you know, he was perfectly fine sitting there listening to Nadler drone on and on. He could hear him fine. But whenever the the, uh, he, the gentleman there was talking to him, he was, like, bending over, pretending like he couldn't hear because he doesn't want to hear. Exactly. What? What? Wow. What? My, my, my hearing aid. It must be the battery in my hearing aid. Something. <laughs> so, uh, you know... Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, uh, looks like uh, Trump is heading to Iowa today as well, it looks like, huh? Um, I, did, I just mm -hmm. noticed that. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. What else do we got going on? Let's see if there's... Okay, so this is... Let's see. Oh, my gosh. Let's look at Issa questioning. Let me just double-check the hearing. It's back on. What do you want to do? Let's just look at... What do you want to do, Shay? Do you want to listen to Issa? Do you want to go join it live? It depends on who's do? asking him questions. <laughs> All right, who's let asking me, him questions right now? Yeah, it, it was uh, some lady. Let's see. Uh, let's just listen to this real quick. Or do you want to hear? Yeah, let's watch this. In your engagement on Camp Lejeune uh, and on uh, obviously a vast amount of litigation, uh, that is one of the many, many jobs that, that falls at your feet. One of the jobs that falls at our feet here is that we we are watchdogs of the executive branch you have previously said that you are not congress's attorney and you've said you're not the president's attorney and i'm assuming that you're neither our prosecutor nor our defense attorney and you are neither the president's prosecutor nor defense attorney and that's why that today's investigation really does deal with the fact that if you're not by definition the president's prosecutor but we have an obligation to see whether or not the president or a member of his family or in concert with the president's activities, in fact, need to be overseen, um, admonished, or even prosecuted. And so I, wanna, I have a couple of questions for you. And one of them is that uh, you have not said this very much today, but you often say, I cannot comment on that because it's an ongoing investigation. And when we ask for information, you very commonly say that it is the policy, not the law, but the policy of the Department of Justice not to provide information related to an ongoing investigation. So far, I'm on track. Is that correct? I think, I, I think I've said more than that's just a policy. Um, I think the letters we've sent, uh, uh, trace it uh, to the constitutional separation of powers, to Rule 6E of the Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure, et cetera. But in general, I'm in accord with what you're saying. So one of the challenges we face is that 
just a matter of weeks ago, a federal judge found the actions of uh, now special prosecutor to be so outside what he could agree to that he pushed back on a plea settlement and nullified it and sent the U.S. attorney going back. In light of that, don't you think it's appropriate for that portion to be considered a pre-ongoing investigation and for Congress to legitimately look at the activities leading up to that failed plea bargain rather than wait until weeks, months, or years from now, a case is fully settled. So um, if, if you'll give me a chance, I, I, first, I, I don't agree with the characterization of what happened in the plea. Uh, the district judge performed her obligations under Rule 11 uh, to determine whether the parties were in agreement as to what each had agreed to and determined that they were not. We fell apart, as you know, uh, there's been another prosecution. So that leads to the second thing. We are in, uh, Mr. Weiss is in the midst of an ongoing prosecution on the very matter that you're talking about. Okay, but uh, Mr. Attorney General, if we believe, and we do, at least on this side of the dais, that a pattern of behavior is occurring relative to the investigation of Hunter Biden, particularly and in including while well, he lived in the vice president's home, while well, he operated commingled uh, with the vice president, and even today as he travels with the president. So in light of that, can you agree that, in fact, it should be reasonable for us to look at a number of items, including, and one that I want your answer on, and we know we have limited time, Mr. Weiss supposedly had this ability to bring a prosecution anywhere. He now explicitly has that ability. However, are you concerned and should we have the right to look into the fact that political appointees in California and in the District of Columbia refused to, in fact, cooperate with him in those invest in investigation that he was charged with doing in Delaware, but which flowed over into their jurisdictions? Isn't that, in fact, an example where those political appointees of the now president, that their decision not to cooperate with him creates at least an, an appearance of political interference with the investigation of the president, son, and possibly activities related to the president. Uh, I'm happy to answer this question in hypothetical, but not in the specifics, because I have stayed out of this matter. Um, in the hypothetical, um, um, it is the pro normal process of the department that if a U.S. attorney in one district wants to bring a case in another, they go to that other district and consult, it's perfectly appropriate. They do that in order to determine what the policies are in that district, what the practices have been in that district, what the judges are like in that district. But a, a, a U.S. attorney in another district does not have the authority to deny um, um, another U.S. attorney the ability uh, to go forward. And I have assured Mr. Weiss that he would have the authority one way or the other. And I think Mr. All right, so he's just hemming and hawing, Shady Groove. That's all that is, hemming and hawing. He is the head of the DOJ. Hunter Biden has committed crimes against your country. Shady.
committed crimes not only against our country but against against the uh the, the system at large i mean you're talking about in, uh, an exchange of being on board members and all these things that are going on meanwhile his family is actively shutting down all energy production here in america you know uh in uh, the q post talking about romney's son uh biden's son pelosi's son like that's for a reason because they all have energy deals in these foreign countries and their energy deals are sort of based on the idea that we're going to eventually close down energy in the U.S. and when it's all going to all flow through us, it's, it appears to be what it's looking like. The interesting thing that is going on, too, that I, I saw a piece of this earlier, Jeff, is uh, 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 Sheila Jackson Lee was up there talking, and something that I noticed that I wanted to mention to the audience real quick from her was that she had... <laughs> oh, were you getting ready to play her? I didn't know. No, we're going to play her. Yeah, know. hang on. Let's, let's do full okay. of shift. And then we'll do Sheila. <laughs> okay, good deal. Uh, Let's go. I'll, I'll, go. I'll go after. Yep. <laughs> you, you always jump ahead, my brother. <laughs> I'm it. fast. Here we go. <laughs> I know you are. Here we go. The several trials of the former president, <laughs> but rather a trial of the proposition that we are a nation of laws committed to the rule of law and that no one is above the law. It is a proposition well known around the world because it is the one essential ingredient in all democracies. We have all professed our belief in this principle, but it has never been truly tested, not like it is today. In this committee, we are engaged in a portion of that trial. The chairman would abuse the power of this committee by trying to interfere in the prosecutions of Donald Trump, by trying to use the committee's power of subpoena to compel criminal discovery, in effect, making the committee a kind of criminal defense firm for the former president. In doing so, the chairman of this committee would establish a very different proposition. Through Mr. Jordan's actions, he would establish the principle that the rule of law should apply to almost everyone, just not the leader of his party. According to this alternate proposition, if you are the president of the United States and you lose your reelection, you can violate the law and constitution to try to stay in power. And if you are successful, well, then maybe you get to be president for life. And if you fail, there is no repercussion. You know, listening to watermelon, seedless watermelon, go full shift is crazy. You know, we do want the rule of law. You guys prosecuted Donald J. Trump many times over, and you could not prove collusion. And you lied in front of the American people, and now you've got other tactics up your sleeve, like all these lawfare suits. Through George Soros appointed judges. You notice Garland keeps saying, Oh, it's a Trump Weiss is Trump appoint. I don't care. There's a lot of people that have turned on Trump, guys. Okay. And we want to just, you know, we, you know, Shady Grove, what do you think? I mean, this well, guy old, is in. It's, it's an old dialogue. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like a throwback to like circa 1995. You know, oh, well, your team has your guy there. Guys, listen, they're not fooling us anymore, right? We know it's a uniparty doesn't matter what party the person is from. We understand that Donald Trump put Weiss in there, but he probably only had a, a person or two to pick from. So the reality of the situation is this fallback plan to say, oh, uh, it's a Republican. Oh, re 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 Robert Mueller is a Republican. It, it, is, it's, it doesn't fly anymore. It doesn't work anymore. It, it, it's old yeah. school political tactics that uh, we're, we've moved way past. We've moved way past that. So... Um, this is getting lit here. Let's continue with this. Check it out. The administration and exposed the censorship regime. Now, per public reports, the DOJ has opened not one, but two investigations 
of Elon Musk. Mark Zuckerberg, on the other hand, spent $400 million in 2020 tilting the elections secretly for and and not just Zuckerberg, Arabella Advisors, Hans Jorg Weiss. Wow, Weiss has the same name as the prosecutor, Weiss. Hmm. Bloodline, maybe. And how about, you know, Pierre Omidar? How about talking about everything, not just Zuckerbucks? There was foreign and domestic assets deployed in our to steal your country from you. Here we go. Continue. Democrats, no investigations whatsoever. The American public, these look like mafia tactics. You pay your money, we look the other way. You get in our way, we punish you. The American public sees what these tactics are. Now I want to direct your uh, attention to a video here that we're going to play. Uh, obviously, that's a significant matter. It is an ongoing criminal investigation, and so I'm not going to comment on an ongoing criminal investigation. Were, were those pipe bombs operable? Again, the, again. The ATF is the expert. Again, it's an ongoing and criminal investigation and under longstanding policy, I cannot comment. And we know this is a very active, ongoing investigation and there are some restrictions on that, but we, yes, we can handle classified on. information and we fund your department. And so you need to provide that. I, it's not respectfully, it's not an issue of classification. It's an issue of commenting on ongoing criminal investigations, which is something that by longstanding department policy, we are restricted in doing. And in fact, the last administration actually strengthened those policies, partly That's because- That's not our policy though, and we fund you. So let's move on. I could, do you yeah, know how- So I'm not gonna violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm gonna comment on an investigation that's ongoing. Peter, Nav Peter Navarro was indicted for contempt of Congress. Aren't you, in fact, in contempt of Congress when you give us this answer? This is an answer that's appropriate at a press conference. It's not an answer that's appropriate when we are asking questions. We are the committee that is responsible for your creation, for your existence of your department. You cannot continue to give us these answers. Aren't you, in fact, in contempt of Congress when you refuse to answer? Congressman, I have the greatest respect for Congress. I also have the greatest respect for the Constitution and laws of the United States. <laughs> um, Sorry. The protection I of pending uh, investigations and <laughs> ongoing investigations, as I briefly discussed in another uh, dialogue a few moments ago, goes back to the separation of powers, which gives to the executive branch the sole authority to conduct prosecutions. Um, it's a requirement of due process and uh, respect for those who are under investigation, the protection of their civil rights. So well, with all, with all due, with, with all due respect, respect with all due respect to that, uh, Iran Contra was an ongoing investigation, and that didn't stop Congress from getting the answers. And you're getting in the way of our constitutional duty. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video. That was your answer to a question to me two years ago when I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol. Can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time you don't know how many there were or there were none. I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've I don't know whether there are any. I think <laughs> you may have just purchased that you don't know that there were any yep you want to say sure that did. that you don't 
there were any no personal knowledge of this matter i think what i said the you've, last time you've had two years to find out and today by the way that was in reference to ray epps and yesterday you indicted him isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor meanwhile you're sending grandmas to prison you're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video. He's saying, go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor. The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. Yeah, I answer the question. I'm going to ask one right. now. Uh, yeah. We'll let the gentleman. Yeah. Um, that, I, I'm, Go ahead, but uh, in discovery in the cases um, were filed with respect to January uh, 6, um, the Justice Department prosecutors provided whatever information they had about uh, the question that you're asking. Uh, with respect to Mr. Epps, the FBI has said that he was not an employee or informant of, of the uh, FBI. Uh, Mr. Um, Epps has been charged, um, and there's a proceeding, I believe, going on today on that subject. The charge is a joke. I yield to the chairman. The, the time the gentleman has expired, the chair recognizes the, uh, the gentleman from California. Mr. Attorney General, my colleague just... Well, I think we got contempt of Congress for uh, A.G. Garland. Uh, wow, Shady Groove. <laughs> boy, oh boy, I feel like he stepped right in that one. Massey set him up perfectly to uh, lure him right into that little trap, and then he started to backtrack real quick because he knows darn good and well that there were confidential human sources on it. Uh, we got a report out of the New York Post today saying that they lost track of how many confidential human sources they had on the ground. And let me uh, remind everybody that the head of the department that would have had uh, uh, people on the ground on January 6th would have been the AG's office, Garland. The DOJ. Amazing. He's crumbling, wow. Shady Groove. Check him out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, many of the, uh, of the uh, things that you're saying uh, occurred uh, during the previous administration. I apologize. Okay. Well, there was absolutely a discussion <laughs> by Leslie Wolf. <laughs> Remember what they did to Trump whenever he drank a sip of water? Okay, I've had a sip of water, Jeff. My gosh, there you go, Shady. Be careful, don't get it on that expensive tie. Um, yeah, are they going to light him up for that now? But you know, when you're lying, you have a dry mouth, Shady Groove. Uh, so here we go. Massey, Massey lit him up, Shady Groove. Let's check it out. ...knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time... You've had two years... Oh, okay, that's, that's a replay. So let me go ahead and Mr. Fitzgerald... I'm going to try to find... This is uh, Mr. Liu uh, tries to lead around a dog wearing a collar. Let's, let's uh, look how Garland's uh, uh, when he knows he's talking to JPL. Look at how he changes when he's talking to a friendly that wants to protect the Bidens and their crimes. And maybe she makes money off them too. Who knows? Garland, mm. <clears throat> thank you for your tremendous service. Oh, good. I got to this country. Whew. As somebody who was trapped in the gallery on January 6th, I have to admit it's still hard for me to look at that video and imagine that that happened at our U.S. Capitol. And I'm deeply oh. grateful that this nation towards accountability of all those. And who Trump are involved, had nothing to do with it. The former president. 
You have done so with full and complete attention to the facts. No, he didn't. With a team around you that focuses on thorough investigation and with a very clear mission that you've stated over and over and over again, despite the ask. Where's my record scratch, Shady Groove? I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, too, is uh, within the January 6th trial, we've been, you know, Lonnie's been reading a lot of that. And, you know, we've been reading a lot of that. And you, you need to read all the testimonies, guys. And, you know, it paints a very clear picture of who was in charge of that. Mm -hmm. And then the two people, we do think we're part bad actors, said, I plead the fifth over and over and over, Shady. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's very interesting whenever you go to look, because the media is going to tell you that all these people associated with the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and the Three Percenters were working for Donald Trump. But it's very interesting that none of them say that. None of them say that they had correspondence with Donald Trump. They say they had correspondences with other people, but none of them say they had correspondence with Donald Trump. Uh, you know, Enrique or Henry, Henry Terrio said, Roger Stone had nothing to do with it. Why do you have to say that? Mm. I don't know. Weird. Mm. And the Gateway Weird Pundit covers, covers that as well. Very interesting. Just saying. Little network. Little uh, network of uh, <laughs> repeaters. Little network. All right, guys, here we go. This is, uh, he was uh, roasted. Let's check it out. Um, I have a slide um, up here. I'll start. This is getting good. In October or March of 22, Mr. Weiss was denied the ability to bring charges against Hunter Biden in the District of Columbia. In April of that same year, you testified before the Senate Appropriations Committee that Mr. Weiss was free to run the investigation without interference from the DOJ. According to the IRS whistleblower, there was a meeting in October of 22 where Mr. Wise said that he was not the deciding official on whether charges were filed. And we know that because we have handwritten notes from the IRS whistleblowers that was confirmed in an email to people in the meeting. Later in January, Mr. Weiss was denied the ability to bring charges again against Hunter Biden in the Central District of California. You testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee in March of this year that he had full authority that Weiss confirmed that to us in a letter in June, that he had been granted, quote, full authority over this matter. But then he kind of backed up in June 30th. He said, well, just, just kidding. Uh, my charging authority is geographically limited to my home district in Delaware. And of course, you appoint him a special counsel. So why the heck has his story changed so many times over the course of these investigations? Congressman, I have seen all the three letters. I read them quite carefully. They are all consistent with each other. And I urge everyone watching this on television or anyone who's interested to look at those three letters. They are not inconsistent with each other and there's no change in the story. So, but you agree that he had, and you've said this publicly, that he had ultimate authority prior to the appointment of special counsel. I've explained this repeatedly here. I've explained this uh, in, in another proceeding. I said that Mr. Weiss would have the authority to bring a case in any jurisdiction in which he wanted to, and Mr. Weiss has confirmed uh, that he had he would have that authority. I explained that if he had to bring a case in another jurisdiction, um, as a matter of mechanics, it would require me to, to me or a, delega a delegatee of mine to sign a 515 um, uh, uh, order. Uh, that is a uh, very common but mr and, attorney and, general and there was no nothing me, stopping that from happening forgive me for a second though but that's 
when you say you have ultimate, when he wrote a letter on your behalf in June, I have ultimate authority. This is prior to the designation of special counsel. Ultimate to me means like that you can go wherever you want to. Ultimate so means at, when at the, that particular point, sir, could he file charges in the District of South Carolina? He would not have that ability, correct? He would have to go through that U.S. attorney. So that's not all authority. All he would have to do is ask me for 515 authority, and I would sign it right away, just like when he asked me to be special counsel. Within three days, I signed that. So he didn't have ultimate authority. He had the authority because I promised that he would have the authority. But he did not have that authority. See, here's where I'm going. If he, if he was denied the ability to bring charges in March of 22, uh, in the District of Columbia, if he was denied the ability to bring charges in January of 23 in the Central District of California, that's not full authority. These, these, these U.S. attorneys operate as gatekeepers, so that's not full authority to, to do much of anything. And you know what's remarkable to me? We sit here and we look at this, and his story has changed so many times. You know whose story hasn't changed? Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler. The, the emails that confirm that he said, I don't have, I, I'm not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. And you know what the response back was from his colleague at, uh, at work? Yep, you covered it all, Gary. That is consistent. What Mr. Weiss has done is, is this shell game and saying that he has authority, he doesn't have authority, but these gatekeepers at the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia and in the Central District of California, they would have the gatekeeping authority on whether charges are brought in their jurisdictions. I'm sorry. The, that designation, correct? Those words have no meaning, gatekeepers, etc. Mr. Weiss said he was never denied authority. I'm the one with the authority to decide who can prosecute in a different jurisdiction, and I promised that he would have that authority. I do not see any inconsistency here. I was not at the meeting that Mr. Shapley was referring to. I know what I guaranteed, and I know what Mr. Weiss has said I guaranteed. Mr. Chairman, I yield the balance of my time. It's a simple you. question. If he already had it, why does he need it? That's the question. You said in your statement on August 11th, you said he will continue, continue to have the authority to bring charges where, when, and whether he, wherever he decides. So how can he continue to have a power that you just gave him? That's, a, that's the fundamental question the gentleman from South Carolina was asking. If he already had it, why does he need it? And I tried to answer that he had the authority and he continued to have it. When did authority. he specifically ask you, did, did you tell him ahead of time that he could get 515 status anytime? When did you tell him that he could get that if he requested it? I made it absolutely clear. No, I, I, when? Did you tell him at the start I of the investigation? made clear from the beginning in my statements to the Senate that he would have the authority to make any uh, decisions that he wanted to. And Yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> the plot thickens a little bit there. Yeah, because he because he can't handle he can't actually contain what's being said because he's he's trying to say two things at the same time. He did not give Weiss that authority. That's why he was rejected at two times. Once uh, I think somewhere up there the other time in California. That's why he was rejected because he didn't have the authority. But he's sitting there trying to say, "Oh, I promised him that he would have the authority." But whenever time came for him to get the authority, I didn't give it to him. But he had the authority. That's literally what yeah. he's saying to you. Yep. I mean, unless I'm uh, missing then, something, that's what I sounded like to me. <laughs> uh, this is Schiff and Garland caught lying again. That President Biden told you to indict him. No, no one has told me uh, to indict. And in this case, the decision to indict was made by the special counsel. 
So that statement the president made on Sunday was false. The attorney general um, was clear, Morgan, and he said, you know, that was the decision of Jack Smith, the special counsel. He said that repeatedly. But something I'm surprised Republicans did not bring up was a New York Times article that came out in March from Katie Rogers. I want to read this excerpt because the president, President Biden, does have opinions on the Trump indictments. This is according to The New York Times. He does have opinions. In the past, Mr. Biden privately told his close circle of advisors that Mr. Trump posed a threat to democracy, should be prosecuted for his role in the events of January 6th, according to two people familiar with his comments. Listen to this part. He also told confidants that he wanted Attorney General Merrick B. Garland to stop acting like a ponderous judge and to take decisive action. The president criticizing his attorney general, as alleged in the pages of the New York Times, should be something that's put on the record. Um, attorney general, did you yeah. read that? Did you see the president's criticism of you? It's funny. I didn't know you were going to bring up that article, and that's exactly what I was thinking about. This is how they make it known that they are happy or that they are unhappy. So we had the New York Times piece where clearly the president and his team were signaling to Garland through their favorite newspaper, uh, you know, that they wanted him to take action. We also saw uh, in other publications this week. Uh, that so that was interesting that they showed the article where he did, in fact, show you that he talked to Garland and Inner Circle, Shady Group. Yeah, and it, it's, I mean, it, it's like everybody's getting spun around in a circle by this guy. Yeah. Wow. So we just had, I couldn't find the Sheila Jackson Lee one, Shady. So you want to talk about that one for a second? Yeah, yeah, let me, let me just talk. That's okay, uh, because I really don't want to hear that lady talk anyway. I already listened to it once. Um, so the interesting thing that she was saying that I caught this morning was that uh, she, she is now trying to connect the Democrats defund the police campaign with rhetoric and talk about ending the DOJ and the FBI's authority by Donald Trump. So I just wanted to tell everybody to show you this comparison here. The defund the police thing that was engineered and ran up against you by the Democrats, and they did defund the police, kicked off a, a, a chain of events that uh, ended up with a bunch, a lot more murders, a lot more homicides, a lot more crime being committed. And then they're turning around on you and they're telling you that those things are happening to you because of rhetoric going on that says that uh, uh, Donald Trump is trying to defund the FBI or defund the police. So now Donald Trump talking about bringing and reining in the FBI is slowly becoming your uh, your great idea to defund the police is actually Donald Trump's idea to defund the police. This is the uh, topsy-turvy world we're finding ourselves in in today's age. Right. It, uh, very well said. And th that's what I, I mean. They're doing everything. Russia, Russia, Russia narrative was Donald J. Trump because of his close ties with uh, allegedly Roger Stone. Roger Stone lied mm -hmm. about those WikiLeaks. FISA. We know who was in charge of the FISA and who walked out of his office with mm -hmm. somebody during the transition team. Said, mm -hmm. General Kelly, why do you have Peter Strzok coming out of the office? Don't worry about it. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's all good. But we're worried about all of this, guys, you know, the case is pretty much clear. Now you got January 6th. You've got Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. Who were they protecting the, uh, during the 5th and the 6th? Not Donald Trump. I think yeah, no, they weren't. In fact, Donald Trump had nothing to do with it. Mm -mm. Okay? And that's what we've got to understand. And there are people that you think are good, and you're like all trying to figure it out in your little heads there. And I get it. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter. 
Those people are hurting your president. At this Those point, all of them are. All, 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 of the, all, all the political establishment on both sides of the aisle are doing exactly that because they want to keep their little game alive. Yeah. You know, like wars and hanging out with, you know, General McChrystal and, mm-hmm. you know, who, who was his protege? Charlie Lots Flynn. Lots of war games. Lots of war games. Do some research, folks. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Andy Biggs. So I'm having a little difficulty here. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on top of this thing. Is it the policy of your office for U.S. attorneys to use prosecutorial quotas? Prosecute? Yeah, do you have any prosecutorial quotas system in place? No, no. None, none whatsoever. That's, that'd be anathema to, uh, to uh, your office then, right? I mean, it's not a policy. So would no, you we, be... We don't, uh, correct, yeah. we do not have quotas. Right. And so would it be consistent with that when you have a prosecutor who said that they're going to. Pro- he wants to prosecute at least two thousand people who are alleged to have committed a certain type of crime. Well, look, I think you're referring to the January sixth question. I'm just asking you: Would that be consistent with your office's policy if somebody said we're going to get we're going to get up to two thousand people on a particular crime? Is that consistent with your policy? I think what that the attorney was referring to was a prediction for how many more cases would still be brought uh, because the court had asked. How many more people have he filed a letter with the court saying that we're we're gonna we're looking at upwards of two thousand. We've got twelve hundred more in the that we think we're gonna get. So you don't you don't do that for any anything else, right? So you don't, you don't do have anything for- like tax fraud. You're not saying okay, we're gonna have so many people that we want to get for tax fraud. So many people we want to get. We don't. For we don't have federal firearms. If a court asks us what the likely workload will be based on prosecutions, uh, investigations that are pending. The, the U.S. Attorney is obligated to respond. Did you guys provide any any reference of the number of people you thought uh, you would prosecute who were involved in the 2020 summer uh, riots of the burning of the Portland courthouse while there were still people inside those courthouses? You didn't you didn't ever file with the court anything. Say, oh, we think we're going to have another 300, 400, whatever it may be, because you didn't file those charges, did you? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not following. I believe that the I'm that sure you're not. The number that you're asking about was. Let me ask- this question let's, that let's, the court had asked the U.S. Attorney to make. Let's switch. Let's switch topics. Yeah. Maybe this one be uh, um, easier to follow. I suppose. Is it the policy of the DOJ to provide advance notice to subjects before conduct before conducting a search for evidence? It it totally depends on the circumstance. If the circumstance were that you had uh, a guest house where the U.S. Attorney. Uh, Deputy U.S. Attorney saying, "Well, we know that there's we we suspect there's a lot of evidence there, but uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna really follow that up. We're gonna and calls the attorney from the other side saying we we're gonna do a search warrant. Would would that be consistent with your policy? Okay. Again, I know this is no hypothetical, um, and I don't know the facts of this case, and I don't know what happened, and I believe the events you're talking about, as reported in the press, occurred under the previous administration. So uh, that, that, no, no, no." No, that event didn't happen in the previous administration. Let's let's talk about that. I mean, you keep saying this happened in the previous administration, um, but let's let's talk about this for just a, mo- a moment. You keep saying I don't know what happened there, but I'm going to opine when it happened. You see the the fallacy of that, the inconsistencies. I don't know when it happened. I don't know what happened because I'm not involved. But it happened under the previous administration. That's so logically fallacious. 
I'm sorry, I'm not following what's Yeah, I know you're not following. It. So, yeah. so <laughs> you, you've got one of your deputy U.S. attorneys calling the attorney on this side saying, look, we, there's, we're going to go to these two places, uh, probably go in the next couple of days. And, of course, then ultimately the search warrant is called off. Is that, I just want to know, is it consistent to call up people and, where you know that they've got boxes of information or you suspect they have boxes of information? That's why you got the warrant. That's why you're going to go look and you give them a heads up so they can move those boxes of information. Would that be consistent with DOJ policy? I'm just going to say again, you're asking me actually to comment about allegations in a particular case about... I'm, no, I'm not. not no, I'm not. I'm asking you, is that consistent with your overall policy? Forget, forget Delaware and what they did and that they actually did that. Let's just talk about generic I'm policy. So, I'm sorry, I thought you were asking about Mar-a-Lago. Uh, I may not have understood that. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. confused. This. When we're talking about your general policy, is it your policy? Is that acceptable? When you suspect that there are movable items to call up and say, we're going we're gonna to be there to look. There's no policy on this question. The strategy and tactics to be used to preserve evidence are left up to the uh, investigators uh, and offices on the ground. Sometimes it would be a serious mistake uh, to call up. Uh, sometimes and, and here And here, once again, you don't know what happened in the Hunter Biden case because that's somebody else is doing it. But you can be sure of the timing of when all this took place. That is one of the biggest oddities of your testimony today. I yield back to the gentleman from Colorado. I mean, gentleman's time has expired. I'd say that's a boom. Yeah, that's a big boom. A uh, great comment there from uh, Yeti about his thought process is revealing what he's afraid of. That's exactly what's going on. He is, he is, he, he's not, he's getting confused and wanting to make sure. And, and then he's asked the question and then, Oh, I don't really know about that because it's at, because he's being hypocritical in real time. Yep. And uh, I'm putting it out there right now. Shady Groove. I want to cover a tweet that I did today. Here's a question. Mm -hmm. Will general Flynn try to run for president? At General Flynn must register by October 16th, the first state deadline to assure being on their ballot in Nevada, Trump 2024. Go ahead and check that tweet out. Go ahead and give me your thoughts, uh, what you think about that. Uh, Joe Flynn is now full in for RFK Jr. Um, and uh, not a good thing, guys. But we will see you guys tomorrow, Shady Groove. What do you think? What is what is, Another show in the books, Shady Groove. What I think is that this is the greatest group of patriots on planet Earth ever assembled to stand in the gap to help support Donald Trump. I want to thank each and every one of you for doing that. And I think that that is an excellent question that you asked, Jeff. And I'd like for our audience to ponder that. And we will see you guys here on Thursday, live tomorrow, 1205 Eastern, Red State Talk Radio, Rumble.com, Brighton.tv. Don't miss it, everybody. We love you. We love you too, guys. God bless you all. See you tomorrow. Five. Reality is not at all what we perceive it to be. We cannot survive any longer by hanging on to the falsehoods of the past. Reality must be discerned at all costs if we are to be a part of the future. Truth must prevail in all instances, no matter who it hurts or helps, if we are to continue to live upon this earth. At this point, what we want may no longer matter. It is what we must do to ensure our survival that counts. 
The old way is in the certain process of destruction, and a new world order is beating down the door. If we do not act in concert with each other and ensure that the future becomes what we need it to be, then we will surely deserve whatever fate awaits us. Human beings are machines, levers which may be grasped and turned, and there is little real difference between automating a society and automating a shoe factory. Those who will not use their brains are no better off than those who have no brains. You can no longer pretend innocence. Your denial of the conspiracy will fall on deaf ears. You must accept that you have been cattle, and the ultimate consequence of being cattle, which is slavery. History is replete with whispers of secret societies. Accounts of elders or priests who guarded the forbidden knowledge of ancient people. Prominent men meeting in secret who directed the course of civilization are recorded in the writings of all people. The situation in which we find ourselves is due to our own actions or inactions over the last 44 years. Because it is our own fault, we are the only ones who can change future events. Education seems to me to be a major part of the solution. The remaining part is the abolition of secrecy. Through ignorance or misplaced trust, we as a people have abdicated our role as the watchdog of our government. If we had done our jobs as citizens, we would never have reached this point. Most of us are completely ignorant as to even the most basic functions of our government. We have truly become a nation of sheep, and sheep are always eventually led to slaughter. The new world order will be a totalitarian socialist system. We will be slaves shackled to a cashless system of economic control. So, Mr. Cooper, are there uh, larger numbers of people all the time who are receptive to your message and who are thinking a little bit more deeply and critically about these fundamental issues of government and politics that perhaps they did not give as much thought to in the past? Oh yes. Uh, in fact, I never dreamed that that I would make such uh, an impact.、Um, When I first began what I'm doing now, which was many years ago,、uh, I was lucky if I could travel a thousand miles and collect three people in somebody's living room. www.mg.show. Boom.